Welcome. It's a beautiful day for the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Alan. I'm here with Trent. We are here to help you and your church endure. And Trent, man, I'm glad to be with you today. I know we've just been, we have been filled with activities. You've been away at, at conferences and things like that. We had our annual meeting at our association and and we're, we're kind of back at it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. How about you? And I am. This is great, but I, I'm jealous because right now you're setting in what, 80 degree weather and I'm at 47. So it's colder in Missouri than it is in East Texas. But uh, yeah. it is a beautiful day. I'm somewhere. blessed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am blessed. <laughs> we were talking though. There's like we were we were talking about though how you know there's always something to complain about in the weather. You actually get like five days out of the year that are actually really nice that you you just love and want to relive over and over again. And the rest of them we always complain about them anyway. It doesn't matter what's going on. So right. anyway, yeah, it is, it's hard sometimes to find the joy in it, right? Um, yeah, no, no doubt. So life is filled with tough moments, and I guess that's kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit. Yeah, Alan, we're going to, I'm excited, you know, we, this is our 137th regular episode that we're uh, recording today. And, uh, and we're talking that we have, you know, if we count our interviews, we're over 150 episodes, over 4,000 downloads. And so thank you all for listening and downloading this. And, and we just want to encourage you to share this, um, and we're going to talk about decisions, hard decisions today. And so we hope that sharing our podcast is an easy decision for you. Don't we, Alan? That, that's right. Just click it, send it out. Yeah, help, help us out a little bit because we believe that it's not so much of that we have all the right stuff, but we need to talk about some of these things. And hopefully the things that we do say at least get someone's mind uh, moving and thinking about their own ministry in their own context and that we help help someone um, maybe take a, another step in ministry when they don't think they can take one more. So that's certainly certainly our heart. Well, Trent, we want to talk about some of the hardest decisions that we have to make as ministry leaders uh, sometime. And, you know, whether you like it or not, leaders are decision makers, and we have to make decisions. And sometimes those decisions are not the ones we want to make and can be can be difficult decisions. So um, Trent, what in your mind qual qualifies? What makes a decision a hard decision? Well, you're right, Alan. We're, we're expected to make decisions, um, and we have opportunities to make decisions. But as we're thinking through this, uh, a lot of them, it always comes down to protecting my church family. Uh, you know, And so as you're thinking through these decisions and Alan, I know that you on a daily basis have to make tough decisions. And as you were pastoring, you had to make those decisions too. And for me, it always comes down to what makes it tough is how do I protect my people? Yeah, protection is certainly an important part. For me too, I think it's the emotional strain. It just puts on you um, personally, the, the wrestling that you have to do back and forth in your mind. You know, uh, this is going to hurt somebody or this is going to hurt a group of people or this is going to hurt me and a lot of those decisions it's it's just that emotional toll that it takes on you that you know it's going to to cost but they have to be made and you, you really can't avoid tough decisions they are a part of life they're a part of ministry 
and we need to acknowledge them and we need to deal with them. And so we're going to talk, talk you through some of those decisions that we have to have to make. We we've got eight. I think that's what we had last time too. We were like on this eight trend. I know. All, all I don't know if that's, if that's a, it's not a perfect, right. But Hey, Hey, we're giving you more than, more than enough, right? It should it's, be seven. It's more, it's more than five. <laughs> it's just yeah. less than 10. Yeah, so, these are not the, the these are not the ten commandments of the hardest decisions. These are more like right. eight suggested hardest decisions or something like there that. You so, anyway. <laughs> well, Trent, yeah, yeah. So Trent, what's the, what's one of the hardest ones that we really? This probably a common one, but a really difficult one. And I, I thought this was really interesting when you put this in in our, in our note. I didn't think about it, but when you when you wrote it in there, I was like, "Oh man, that is so true." Well, the the first thing that came to mind when we were putting this together is, um, you know, I had a lot of people over the years that would say that came to me and said, "Hey, I, God has told me I'm supposed to speak at your church," <laughs> or or somebody that has, "Hey, you know, got a new leadership role or starting a new ministry," and I was like, um, "Well, God didn't tell me that." You know, and so I struggled with that, you know, allowing people to come in and speak to my church. Uh, it's not that I never did that. I don't know about you, Alan, but it was tough sometimes. It, it is because you, you don't you don't know what to expect if you don't know. Them. And, you know, it's very rare most of the time that that you should even entertain that if you don't have have um some some hint or knowledge um i know it's worked out in in rare cases but a lot of times it's just questionable and you know even sometimes good people you know i've met plenty of missionaries who are great missionaries but they're terrible speakers and they don't right. necessarily do their ministry any good favors because that's just not their heart that's not their calling and you know i've always been really pr protective of the pulpit anyway from the standpoint of it's a place of teaching it's not so much about the place of announcement. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'd encourage you to think about options too. Um, you know, you can always have someone record a message and you can use that email, you know, on your, through your right. other networks. Now that's one of the good things about the technological era. It gives us some, some alternatives to get information out without necessarily having to give someone that space. But, you know, there's also speakers that you want to invite and, oh, and yeah. then, you know, how, how do you deal with that when one goes bad or, or, or that decision, mm -hmm. you know, you had someone come speak at your church and then you find out they were disgraced in ministry or, or this or that. Right. How do you address that even in your church? There's there's a lot that goes in. And every time you let someone else speak, it, it, it kind of opens Pandora's box a little bit. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, it's that fear that gives you the cold sweats in the middle of the night of what fires am I going to have to put out? You know, <laughs> you know, what crazy thing is somebody going to say that how all your church is going to come to you afterwards and say, is that what you believe? And they're like, no, you know? And, and so that, that kind of puts fear in your, in your mind. Uh, and, and you were saying, Alan, about the interviews or, or about doing stuff on video. And I thought we did a lot of interview style um, when I would bring somebody into our church mm -hmm that allowed me to guide the conversation to guide what they were saying is I would do an interview with them. I would just set up the stage like, you know, like a late night show platform and I would do an interview with that person. 
because there are some that are not good speakers and you don't want to say, okay, you've got 30 minutes, have at it. An interview allows you to kind of guide them and ask some questions that lead them. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. A wonderful way to, to handle some of those situations as well. So yeah, but this is the format that we use when we do these kinds of things and certainly can add clarity to it. I love that. That is a wonderful one. Well, you know, there's also that decision um, that you and I have both made recently, and that's the decision to move and when to tell your congregation. Now, Trent, we were walking through this about the same time um, in our lives here. You think that was difficult? (laughs) Man, it was so hard because, um, you know, you and I both, we were in the process of talking to different associations and possibilities going somewhere but we didn't, there were parts of the time we didn't know anything for sure. And so we didn't know what to say if somebody were to ask us at our churches that we were currently pastoring in. So, yeah, it was really tough for me, Alan. What do you, what, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> yeah, it's almost painstaking at, at some <laughs> point in time to, uh, to know and then to know the right time to tell the entire congregation, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I've seen pastors jump the gun and get way out in front and then something happened, you know, and, you know, I've also seen guys just wait way too long and mm-hmm. and burn the bridges because it's already gotten out. And right. a lot of times you just can't keep it from happening. You do the best that you can to keep it from happening. But, you know, um, you, you know, once you know for certain and you, whether there's a vote, most of the time in ministry, there's some kind of vote that takes place. Right. You know, don't 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 go around advertising before a vote. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, wait until the vote takes place. As tempting as it may be, wait until the vote takes place and and uh, and make sure that you have a move date and all those other kinds of things. And then that's probably the right time to tell. But it is it is hard. Right. It is. It is. It really weighs on you because you're not only uprooting yourself, but if you still have family, you know, your wife, kids, um, relationships, friendships, other jobs, things like that. So yeah, yeah. It's 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 well, that, not an easy. It's not an, an a time without stress. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. And what you mentioned, other jobs. You know, like um, Dana, she was uh, working at a school. Rochelle is you know, works, uh, has worked other places too. And, and our decisions were to move that, that affects them. And so where, when do they get to say, and they can't really say until we announce that, that what we're doing. And, and Alan, as I was thinking about this, there are times, you know, it's like, okay, I want to be able to tell some leadership people in our church about this, that I'm thinking about it, but it, it it's kind of like, okay, can I trust them? That was a lot of the decision that I struggled with, you know, as we were thinking about this last move is, you know, are there people or in their families that I, it's not going to get out to everyone. Right. And it's not that you, it's not even that it, that's not malicious in any way. It's just that oh, no. people have, conver- people have conversations and kids overhear parent conversations mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. And it's just, it's just knowing that, that the more it's talked about, the more it's going to get out there and you have to okay. kind of, guard guard that situation and it's a delicate it's a delicate balance but you know you're going to go through it most likely at some point in time in ministry and even if you're unhappy in your ministry which neither of us were but if you're unhappy in your ministry and you think movie's going to solve everything 
you've just added a lot of stress in your life by moving. I just want to want you to saying. understand that. Um, yeah. The third, yeah, that trend, this third one's kind of similar. Uh, is, well, it's not similar. It's kind of that exact opposite. When do you move someone else out of a ministry? Yeah, re removing someone, um, you know, somebody who's been on staff and, and the things are not going well and they are, you know, there's struggles in the church and people are upset. How do you how do you make that decision? Because there's going to be there's going to be people that are going to be upset. And if you come into ministry thinking I'm always going to make everyone happy, boy, have you chosen the wrong vocation? Uh, you know, it's just not going to happen, you know? Um, so Alan, yeah, there's going to be days you don't even make a majority happy at all. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just, just how it is. So yeah, mm -hmm. you know, Trent, uh, but the most painful thing I went through in my first and early in ministry was, a was the reality that, um, I had my lead church leadership come to me with a, with an expectation that I needed to remove a Sunday school teacher, a volunteer from their mm. volunteer role as a Sunday school teacher, because they just weren't emotionally as healthy as they needed to be. And, uh, I gotta tell you as a, as a guy in my mid twenties, um, dealing with an older Sunday school teacher, that was about as painful of a thing as I've dealt with in mm -hmm. ministry. It was, it was gut-wrenching um, to do that because the guy was one of the nicest people I've ever known. Right. Well, and that's tough, you know, because there's a lot of pressure that the church body can put on a pastor to, to deal with something. And especially when you're a young pastor and you don't feel like you've been there long enough to earn the chips to, to you know, make a statement or to, you know, ask people to do that. But one thing that comes to mind now, and I think is really important, is to be able to ask questions when you meet with that person that is that you need to ask to leave. You know, talk to them. What are their what are their hopes and dreams for this class or for this ministry? You know, and and start it off as a conversation instead of an accusal of hey, you know, you're really screwing this up. Let's let's have you leave. Don't do that. But, you know, try to make it as a positive thing as much as possible. Yeah, but even even when you do that, it's just no, it's difficult and it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt you. It's just it's it's you make the best that, that you can out of a lose lose situation mm -hmm. in those moments. But you got to right. deal with them. You, you got to do it for it. Like you said, Trent, early on for the good of the church, you, you have right. to, you have to do those things. Um, yeah. you know, Trent, Trent, sometimes, um, and this is really sad, but sometimes you have to practice church discipline or ask someone to leave your church. Um, gosh, what a brutal decision to have to be faced with. Yeah. And I, I had to do this, um, once, uh, it's been several years ago and it is tough. I mean, but I had a, a family, actually a, a dad and, his, he had a family there as well, but he, he was just um, stirring up problems, constantly um, leading people astray and teaching, trying to start a class and teaching things that were not biblical. And so this is an area that, again, it was, it was protecting my church family. I, if I'm to be a shepherd, then I'm supposed to protect the sheep. And, uh, and so that was so tough. And I remember, oh, my gosh, I don't think I slept for weeks 
leading up to this because I was just praying through and I was asking other people to pray for wisdom uh, because this is not something, a decision you need to make lightly. You definitely need to pray through it. And, and you need to get wisdom from your other leaders in the church too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Trent, is this should not be a soul a soul decision. Um, even if you're the one that delivers the news, this should not be a soul decision. There should be, there should be other other people in on that decision um, to cover yourself and protect yourself, if nothing else. But usually, if if it's gotten to a point where someone has done something so egregious that it is at that point in time that you need to um, remove them from the fellowship of the church, um, other people need to be in the know. You know, they need to yeah. know the circumstances and. You know, and, and in these day and age, too, you need to ask yourself, too, is there also some legal requirements that go along with it? Is the circumstances such that it involves legal requirements? So I think we're in a day where we recognize you can't just, you know, if someone has done something egregious, you can't just ask them to leave the church. You have to make sure that you have protected any potential victims if there are victims in the way in the wake of, of whatever's happened as well. And you, you uh, have to deal with that. But. But even at that, it's just painful to ask people um, to leave your church. I've had to do it. You've had to do it. And it, it, oh, talk about the sleepless nights. Yeah, it's very tough. And, and scripture does give us some, um, you know, some guidance on that we're supposed to, before you get to that point, you should have gone to that person individually and you should have, you know, taken someone else with you. And there is a plan that the Bible gives us, but man, nobody likes to do this stuff. And, and so it's, it's really important that you think, think long and hard and pray long and hard. And just as Alan said, you have somebody come that you've talked with and some other input from leaders on that. Yeah. If you ever find yourself liking that in ministry, uh, get out of ministry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You you oh. got you got a problem. You definitely have a problem if you kind of get a, a sense of joy um, out out of that. You Trent, you said something that about we you know there's a plan and hopefully we can deal with this on the front end or before it gets to that point. So that's another difficult decision. When do you step in? When do you know things and and when do you step in? And when do you not step in? Those are those are really tough decisions um, when you're a leader of a church, isn't it? It really is. And um, sometimes people want you to jump in when it's not quite the right time. But I, most of the time I've learned because I've put things off, you know, oh, it'll take care of itself. Usually it won't. It won't take care of itself. And so you, you need to have at least a conversation and ask questions early on. Um, don't don't just think that it's oh, it's all going to get better if I just ignore it it won't yeah you can't you can't uh, put off just because you don't want to do it um i think none of us want to do it but there are times it needs to be done so you know speak up if if you know that someone is causing harm to themselves or to another um mm. you, you you need to at least get the conversation out there and start having and start having that that conversation if it's with a staff member and there's a wall between you you need to get that out and have that conversation um, with them don't let things become barriers um, to ministry and to what god wants to do so mm -hmm. you know um 
it's just important to deal to deal with issues and and like with everything do it in a loving manner you don't have to be hostile or mean mean spirited mm-hmm. or or any of those things it is important for us to remember how god would have us how god would have us do those things mm-hmm. yeah um recently i had someone that i needed to it felt like you know as, as i was dealing with them that they were frustrated with me and so I could have just ignored that, but I chose to, to talk to them, have a conversation and say, hey, are you, are you really frustrated or is this just me feeling you know, insecure about something? And, uh, and so we were able to have a good discussion and I was able to learn what, was, what I was doing that was frustrating that person and I could make some changes. You know? And so it was good. It, instead of just ignoring it, I had to make, it, make a step. Yeah, Rochelle has those conversations with me weekly about things I do that frustrate her. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, let's move on to the next one there. It really is kind of tied into that is confronting an issue or a person. And so Alan may need some confronting. I don't know. But um, yeah. spiritual warfare goes on in our churches, right? Um, and, and so this is kind of related, but... Uh, if you have an issue, something that's happening in your church um, or a person that is stirring up um, a spiritual battle and causing division in your church, boy, Jesus came out hard against that stuff. Um, so don't just uh, don't just ignore that. At least have a conversation. Invite them to hey, come to your office or, or go to the lunch or something and, and talk to them. Yeah, we've talked quite a bit about um, dealing with kind of those antagonistic, uh, divisive spirits in the church. Go back through our episode list. We've got several that that actually deal with that. Uh, I'd encourage you to listen to some of those. Um, it is something that we're always dealing with in ministry. It may not be that anyone's doing anything that you really could remove them from the church for. Um, some of them are very subtle, but there are people who just like to stir the pot and um, be care- be careful be careful with that but address it and, and deal with it Trent we've got three more and I, I would say these three more have to do with seasons of ministry um, but but they all kind of have their own different different place and the, the first one would be that that sense of um, the decision to actually consider ministry whether that be full-time or co-vocational bivocational whatever the case may be, but that that decision to accept a call into a vocational form of ministry. Yeah, this is a huge deal. Um, and I think that there are some people who have over the years, they they've jumped into ministry, but they've never considered if they were called into ministry. And a, a calling is what's going to keep you going in ministry because it's a hard deal. People don't realize <laughs> when I was a BSU director, Alan, people thought I had this, the coolest, easiest job in the world because I played ping pong a lot <laughs> with college kids and I got to hang out and do stuff. Um, you know, I didn't get to tell them all the other things that I did, but, you know, it, from an outsider looking in, it's like, oh, yeah, I could do ministry. Um, and I had a person say, if, if you can do anything else, anything else then you should do that um so what are your thoughts about this alan is thinking about getting into ministry yeah i think it's a i think it's a decision that you should wrestle with i don't think it should be an easy one i've always been a little bit uncomfortable with that blanket statement you know if you could be happy doing anything else well 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could. There's the I can think of things I'd be happy doing. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But, but um, yeah, I I think it. But it is a weighty call, and I think that there's a weight to ministry, and I think you need to recognize that, accept the burden of of which that you answer that call, and I think that's really important. This is not to be a, a life taken lightly. And, uh, you know, we've talked to too, a lot about making sure that we're equally yoked in this call. If you're married, about recognizing that that you're not you're not doing this alone. It it takes a takes your whole family to be involved. So consider mm -hmm. all the costs. Consider consider that. Make sure that you really know that God is calling you, because if God's calling you, it doesn't matter if your ministry is really easy or if it's really hard. You're going to stick with it. And yeah. you will not stick to something you're not called to, not but not very long. And I think that's been a problem. I think that has been a problem. I, it might not be as big today because we have actually have a ministry shortage um, because it's not as popular of a job. You know, when we first started, Trent, I could go, I could go out to the local golf course. Oh, there's 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 Pastor Small. We're going to give him a discount. We're going to give him. We're going to we comp your green fee on this day or whatever. You know, yeah. now it's kind of like we're going to charge you double because you're a clergyman and we don't trust you. You know, times have changed. You know, this is not this is not a job. This is not a job to uh, take lightly in in any way. So. You're right, Alan. I agree with that so much. And I'm. It is a cost. I mean, there's. It's not just all benefits. And and I, I told I preached at a church yesterday, and I told the group there that I love serving the Lord. I really do. But that doesn't mean that there weren't times that I was like, God, are you sure? Because I could walk away from this in a heartbeat right now because I don't like it. You know, I don't like what I'm going through. But you mentioned, too, about counting the cost in your family. And I, I've said to a lot of young uh, young people if, that were felt called into ministry, I, I told them that if, if you feel called into ministry and they weren't, if they weren't married, I was like, you need to marry someone who is also called into ministry. Um, you need that needs to be both of you aiming at the same thing, uh, and don't switch horses and you know in midstream and because that that person is going to feel like you've done a bait and switch you know if you and uh, you know all of a sudden say well you know by the way I really want to go and be a pastor and they're like you want to what because um, you Alan and I know that that it requires. Um, our wives are just as involved in ministry as we are, and and sometimes more so. And so this is something you need to really count the cost. And so, Alan, the, the next one that I uh, want to mention is a decision to resign. Um, this is a really, really tough decision. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys over the years that they were wrestling with you know, should I resign from this ministry, from this this location that I'm in? And so what are your thoughts about this, Alan? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's that that the opposite of the call to ministry, right? The freedom, mm -hmm. the freedom, the freedom from a ministry. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly not unscriptural. I mean, when Jesus sent the disciples out um, two by two and said, mm -hmm. if you're not welcome, you know, shake the dust off your feet. Yeah. And go elsewhere. So it's it's certainly not without without precedent. It's not without possibility. Um, but I, I hope it's it's 
a weighty decision. Don't make it in haste. You know, like they say, don't make it on Monday. Yes. <laughs> we've all we've all we've all had some horrible, horrible Sundays that we thought we'll never survive or we'll never get through. And mm -hmm. uh, we really we we will. And so um, we want to make sure that we get through those things and we fight we fight through those things. So yeah, you know, it's so it, true. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Well, I had a friend, Alan, that um, every business meeting he carried his resignation letter in his suit coat, and <laughs> just in case he needed it. <laughs> so uh, it's you know, there's a lot of times we're all like, okay, I'm out of here, you know. But again, it's got to go back to calling. Are you willing? Are you, has God called yeah. you to this? So, yeah. And it, yeah. Not only has God called us, but He also releases us. Um, you know, I was talking to a person recently that showed me and uh, told me about a couple of times where they really felt God released them to, to go someplace else or not to be in ministry for a season. And, um, you know, I, I felt I've had that, that as well. Um, when I left the BSU position and the, the people that were in the state, they're like, what are you thinking? You're, you've got a great thing going on. And I was just like, I felt led to just walk away. And, and God used that in a big way for me. Yeah, I think that the, there are just those times, but, but really consider, consider, you know, consider your call, mm -hmm. consider the release and, and give it the same weight that you gave the call. If that, that's, if that's truly a release, then it's a release. But make sure it's not just your emotions. Yeah. Because our emotions are fickle and they will play with us. And again, ministry's hard. You make a lot of hard decisions and give yourself some time. Because mm -hmm. some, I've known plenty of guys too who've resigned and said, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, they regretted, they regretted that moment. So, you know, there's another moment. Now we're not to that moment yet, um, but we, we deal with pastors all the time who are. When is the right time to retire? Yeah. Well, and I've talked to pastors, Alan, that, that they have retired and then realized that they didn't want to be retired and they came back. They came back to ministry and now are pastoring again. And they're, they're probably some of the best pastors you would ever meet, you know, that because they, gosh, they've got the wisdom that they've learned a lot over the years. And so I'm not sure that there is a whole lot of retirement from ministry. <laughs> yeah, maybe reassignment, but but probably not a whole lot of retirement. But I, I get the point. I, I don't feel it's my time to leave ministry, but maybe my role in ministry, it's time to change. You know, um, I've got several pastors in my association who are pastoring churches in retirement, but the ground rules are different. Um, the churches don't expect the same thing they, they do from them that they would a a, a younger pastor um, in ministry. Um, there's a little bit more freedom um, for them in that role and, and how they how they tackle that role. And so you know the, the expectations change when you've kind of kind of gone through that. But you know I, I think you had, you do have to think about this and it's a heavy decision you know for and, and I don't think any two ministers are going to have the exact same time. You know, there are guys who are very successful pastors who are pastoring into their 80s. And there are guys who are coming into it in their 50s and saying, you know what? I don't need to be the lead guy anymore. I still have a call to ministry and I still have a ministry. Um, but I'm not I'm, I know I'm not to be the lead guy anymore. It's time for a fresh voice. 
I don't know when that is in anyone's life, um, apart from we have to pray that and weigh that and consider that on our own. But that's a, it's a, a pain, a painful decision and one that, that um, as I'm talking to guys, it's a really hard one that at, at times can take years to make that decision. You're right, Alan. And so we've shared today eight decisions that, that can be really tough. Each one of these should require lots of prayer. I mean, it's none of these do you take lightly. Um, ministry is filled with decisions that are tough. Uh, and so we want to encourage you uh, not to be led by your emotions, but be led by scripture and be led by prayer. Spend lots of time. Um, get wisdom from other people. Man, I, I've done that. I've, I've talked to Alan about lots of things and asked for wisdom and him and other pastors, and it's been a big deal, and it's helped me a lot. So we want to encourage you to do that as well. Yeah, you're going to make a lot of decisions, and um, a lot of them aren't going to be that hard. Uh, some of them are going to be really, really hard. And so we yes. just wanted to walk you through some of those difficult decisions and difficult seasons that you're going to walk through in ministry. And our encouragement to you is, as hard as it may get at times, don't give up. Don't give up the the good work, the hard work of ministry. Because and you've got people like Trent and I here, here to help you uh, walk alongside you through those times. You can reach us, Alan at EnduringChurches.com, Trent at EnduringChurches, um, I mean, dot .consulting, Al, uh, Trent at EnduringChurches.consulting, Facebook page, um, webpage. We'd love to connect with you. We want to help you endure. Trent, you have any final words for us as we go out today? Man, I just appreciate everyone listening to us. And we do ask that you would help others to endure by sharing this podcast with others that you, and give us a, you know, if you have the opportunity to rate our podcast on whatever place you download it, give us five stars. And, and so that makes us more available to other people too. So. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to catching you back on the next episode of the Enduring Churches Podcast.